Cinebuds is supported by Associated Bank. Cinebuds, Cinebuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Oh, here we go. From 88.9 Room Walking, I'm Justin Barney. From Milwaukee Film, I'm Christopher Pollard. And this week, we're talking about the the Oscars. Oscars. It's Hollywood's biggest night, as this Sunday we get to the 94th Academy Awards. A lot of them. Um, we we have our issue with the Oscars. There are better awards ceremonies. Yeah, a whole bunch. And uh, oftentimes uh, we think the Oscars gets it wrong, and there's so many movies that we watch through the year that just don't get nominated, yeah. get snubbed. Um, it's a bit of a political thing in Hollywood, but it's don't still- get us started. <laughs> don't on get it. us started, but it's still the way <laughs> that most people think about the best movies of the year, yeah. and it's a great way for people to see movies that are great, and it's like our biggest cultural talking point. Uh, this Sunday, they're going from having been hostless in the past couple of years, which. I loved. That's fine. And they're going to have Wanda Sykes, Amy Schumer, and Regina Hall will host. There'll be a bevy of presenters. And right now we want to talk about the award for Best Picture. Yeah. This year they are back to nominating 10 movies for Best Picture. These are the movies in alphabetical order up for Best Picture this year. It's Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car. Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Christopher, I want to talk about what movie we would be most excited to see win Best Picture and the movie that we would absolutely hate seeing win Best Picture. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be fun. So, what are, what are what are your picks? <laughs> so these are these aren't the ones that are going to win that we think. This is like what I would love. They could win. It could. Yeah. What I would love to win. Um, and I haven't seen. I, there's a few I haven't seen, but I've seen a lot of these. I would love for Drive My Car to win. Yeah. I, based on previous conversations, I feel like that's your pick. Yeah. Um, could you explain Drive My Car or what is, why? Drive My Car, it's just this, it's it's a long study of a man, like, kind of coming back from some from real tragedy, and it's a great character study between him and his driver, and he's directing this play and uh, that's very, very close to him. It's just this beautiful, sweet, beautifully told story. Um, it goes on a ton of top ten lists. And a lot of it, and I do love it. It is my favorite of the ones I've seen. A lot of it is also, I would just, I love it when non-American films win the Oscars. Yeah. I just, it makes me go, ha ha. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's my gut instinct. I feel like Parasite winning opened the door for a film like Drive My Car. Yeah. It's not like, it seems like after Parasite won, it's like Drive My Car, it's possible for that to win. Right. And I I would be happy if that movie won. And at least it getting nominated is going to bring it to the attention of so many more people, which is really great. Yeah. The movie that I would be thrilled that I would love to win Best Picture is Licorice Pizza. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, stars Alana Haim, who I have the biggest crush on, and Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. Who I have the biggest crush on. (laughs) Being a very very charming kind of... (laughs) couple that is like resistant to each other but also is like magnetically connected to each other and find themselves intersecting with their lives repeatedly and it's shot in this kind of like warts and all hot 
LA, yeah. like you see everything. It's a small film that is shaggy and beautiful. It's a simple story that is well done. I loved Licorice Pizza and I would love for it to win. I think on the count of three, we both say the movie that we would hate it if it won. Right. Because I'm pretty sure it's the exact same ready. Right. Red Time for the movie that we would we would hate to see win best picture this year. One, two, three, Belfast. Belfast. <laughs> <laughs> That's so easy. We, we did not like Belfast. It starts as a just like video for the tourism board yeah. of Northern Ireland. Then they like shoehorned in some Van Morrison songs, oh, whether my. they were appropriate or not. It was like a the one of the most disjointed films. Had some lovely things in that, and actually it'll probably come up in the podcast, but I just am it shocked was, by the success it. Was, of it schmaltzy it did not it was it did not it wasn't cohesive yeah. it was shot like kind of like in black and white to be like you should take this seriously as an artistic movie yeah um i had those van morrison songs that just came in and broke everything up and Nothing fit together i came well. out of that being like okay i could see why people would like this kind of you know romanticized version of of this, yeah. but uh, did not see it being nominated for as many things as it as it is. No. I think what will win, and what I would also be very happy for it to win as well, I, I do think Power of the Dog is probably going to pull it out. Yeah, Power of the Dog is the uh, is the it's favorite. Great. Wouldn't it's be great. wouldn't be super mad at that. Super happy about that. Yeah. Okay, when we get back from the break, we are going to break down a couple more categories. We're going to talk about what else we've been watching, and um, yeah, see you around. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank. Proud supporter of Milwaukee Film and offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to the Milwaukee community at AssociatedBank.com. Member FDIC. We all wish we could find a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, but have you ever considered that there might be one at the end of your driveway? That car, truck, or boat you don't need could power hours of your favorite on-air programming when you donate it to Radio Milwaukee. Pickup is free, and you can qualify for a tax deduction. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org slash cars to learn more. Okay, and we are back, Christopher. Yep. Um, we're talking about the Oscars. Yeah. What do you feel about the Oscars? You know, I do, they make me mad at six, 65, 70%, they make me mad. Yeah. I will say, out of all the other shows that I like their choices better, the Oscars do put on a good show. They do put on a good I show. I love a montage. Ugh, love a montage. I love an in memoriam. I like to see I mean, love it and I'm sad by it. Right. Uh, I like the performances. I like the, I like when they have comedians that do the show, you know, that, uh, yeah. that host. One of six. So I do like the show. Uh, uh, better than most of the shows. I just don't think their choices are always based on anything real. Everything yeah. is heavily campaigned for. A lot of these nominations are bought essentially. And like this, I didn't know this until like until honestly, like you were on the. Oh yeah. Like you you My you campaigned against them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that is it is a like it is an Oscar campaign. Yeah. Like they. It is released at a certain time. They like literally go campaigning for the movies. I recently saw a comedian who is uh, who was given a gift basket from Belfast. Right, had whiskey in it. It had the video, so you give 
you're given these baskets to encourage you to it's vote like, for this it. isn't a bribe. This yeah. is just, you know, how Enjoy great the movie Belfast the best is. you can with all yeah. these expensive presents. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's accurate, but I do think some good stuff slips in and stuff gets uh, the attention it needs for some of the smaller films. Yeah. So uh, kind of like the big four categories are best picture, best director, best actor, best actress. We can talk about those, but we also both wanted to dive into a category of our own choosing, like yeah. something smaller. Um, Christopher, what other what what category aside from the big four did you want to talk about? Let's see. I because I'm a visual person. Yeah, I would love uh, to talk a little bit about the cinematography. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah best cinematography. Oh, I love this. Well, and one cinematography I feel like is misunderstood. Even by me. Yeah, d- <laughs> so dinner, like yeah. You watch a movie and or people are like, wow, the cinematography was great. And I'm like, what wh- like what is the what's the difference between directing and cinematography and you know, like Yeah, it's what, interesting because on each film it, it could be us. different. Like this the director may be very, very hands on with how he wants things shot and focused and framed. And then in other films, like no, they give it up. They give that over to the cinematographer. Like, we trust. I know your vision. I trust. This is why I hired you because right. I want you to to, to make the visual film while I direct the actors. You know, it can be different on each one. Yeah. But essentially, it's how the photography looks. It's the lighting. I mean, it has to do with the lighting, the framing, you know, everything like that in the film. Uh, and. Like a good cinematographer can make the movie. Yeah. And for me, especially, I really love a, a good looking film. So, who's nominated this year? So, the nominees uh, are Dune, Nightmare Alley, okay. Okay. The Power of the Dog, yes. Tragedy of Macbeth, yes. and West Side Story. How wasn't The French Dispatch nominated? That is always interesting. Yeah. Because it, like, I cannot believe that framing. The French Dispatch just got snubbed for anything. You'd think if it got nominated for anything, it'd yeah, be cinematography. Right, yeah. If every single frame of that movie is gorgeous. I, it is very surprising, because there's all, like, literally there are books of yeah, just yes. the images from his films. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure, and maybe there's some technical thing that cinematographers are like, no, he's just, it's just <laughs> framing, it's not photography. Right, right, right. Okay, but of those, um, of what, these, what's your... So here's the interesting thing for me, is that, um, it's a lot like costumes for me. When a, a period film gets nominated, it's just like, but you had so much, you knew what the clothes looked like. You just made those clothes. I don't know anything about costuming, so maybe it is a very impressive academic feat to like pull all these things in. Sure. So I, I, I admit my ignorance, hmm. um, but there are certain movies where I'm like, I mean, yeah, the cinematography did it. It, maybe because it wasn't noticeable, it was good. I don't know. Right. Uh, but like in Nightmare Alley, I'm not really sure what was so impressive. I know it was a little bit stylized, the camera work. It was. But I will say that the two out of the two of these, Dune has beautiful cinematography. Oh, it is so gorgeous. When you have a sci-fi epic on different planets. I mean, it's it's really wonderful. Oh, my they, God. There's some of those scenes are also like when they go to the planet and the people, it's like it's raining. Yeah. And they got like the people like hanging upside down. And you're like, what is going on here? And, and the, it's just like just yeah. like just for a flash and to just like come into the planet like yeah. that. Oh, it's God. really interesting. And then a lot of people will confuse like this, the special effects with the cinematography. And so I'm not even talking about the special effects, but how they frame it, mm-hmm. how they push in the lighting and everything is beautiful. But I mean, I think of the clear winner to me in this is Tragedy of Macbeth. Oh, yes, I agree. 100%. I mean, it's original. That's the thing. It's like it's it's outside oh. of all of these films 
you, you're it, Macbeth is like, oh, that's it's a style. Yeah. You have chosen yeah. a style, and, and it's, it's impressive for what you've done in the context of the film. And the style is skeletal. It's yeah. sparse. It's less is more. And yeah. they, but it's angle. It's angular, oh, and you're God, in, you're so on beautiful. a set. It's essentially a set. It may yeah. as well be the play. Yeah. So even more impressive that you can pull that look out of something so yeah minimal and compact. Yeah. Really impressive. So I I mean to me that's the best. Yeah. Okay. Power of the Dog was great. One of my favorite films of the year. I didn't really notice anything about the cinematography. It was in different. It. Yeah. But I feel like this is one where like oh everyone loves that they're just going to put it for every category, you know. Yeah, 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 for sure. So what uh, so that's mine. Mm-hmm. So what do you want to dig in on? Well, I want to talk about but usually a favorite category of mine, best animated feature film. Oh yeah. Um so let, let me read these. You tell me, you know, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about this. Up for up for best animated um feature film is Encanto, Luca, Raya and the Last Dragon. Those are all three Disney movies. Yeah. And then The Mitchells versus the Machines and Flea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Encanto, Luca, Ryan the Last Dragon, all Disney, Mitchells and Machines um, is is not Disney, but it it very well could be. And then you have Flea, which is a documentary yeah. about refugees. Yeah, I a, yeah a very sad but hopeful, hopeful, incredibly well done. Yeah, I mean it's picking the best one. I think in this is so hard with Flea being in there. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know. It's not fair. It's not fair. To um, Luca. <laughs> yeah. I think that I think that all of these were great. I was so surprised at how good the Mitchells versus the Machines is. Oh, I haven't, I haven't even heard of it. Uh, it's on it's on Netflix. Yeah, and it it's um, it's so unpredictable. The, the, the ride is so great. It's the jokes are so good. Oh, that's good. It's so much fun. Uh, Ryan, the last dragon I've watched several times. Same thing with Encanto. Luca, I think is, uh, the, the weakest in this category, yeah. but then you have Flea, which is just totally different. It's not a family movie. It's a documentary. It's done in this way to kind of like, because there, there wasn't. They do have a lot of archival footage, but it it it's to enhance your imagination, your right. you know your imagination. And they use it. Of what's going oh, on? Yeah, no, I like that. That'll work. I if it sh- it is now imagination. <laughs> imagination. Yeah, I love it. I think, and they use the animation in that movie in so many for so many reasons, like yeah. a little bit for anonymity, yeah, a little totally. bit to really bring something across. Totally. So I mean, they used it so inventively. I would love for it to win this category. I would, I would love too. for them to say, it's Disney, not you got enough awards. It's not going to be the cutest one every year. Right. It's sometimes yeah. you can actually use this for something powerful. I would too, even though I love these. So, uh, uh, best animated feature film, uh, loved all them. Pulling for Flea. Yeah. I, I, the only one on here that I've actually seen all the way through, I watched Encanto in pieces with my nephew who just pushes buttons a lot, so right. I don't see the whole thing. Um, Luca, I thought, was like one of the worst of the big studios I in, thought a, so. in a long time. I felt nothing for it. I I thought so, too. I, I liked it. I didn't love it. Yeah. I haven't rewatched it, and a lot of times, it's like I watched 
Onward last night, which yeah. is a movie that I didn't love at first, yeah. that I liked and was like, I don't know if I love this. And I, you know, was crying for 45 minutes last <laughs> night watching it. it was so good. I'm so, interested to see Mitchell's, uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines You should watch it. It's now. so good. But yeah, I would love for Flea to win that category. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the the big four. We talked about best picture, so we'll talk about the best three, best director, best actress, best actor. Um, uh, let's start with what I think has been consistently the worst category. Oh, which one's that? Best actor. Oh, yeah. I feel like they just like have so gotten it wrong in the past couple of years. I'm like, yeah. how are you picking this? So, best. I, I think. I think a great like, why is this happening? Is Javier Bardem as Desi Arnaz in Being the Ricardos. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, he's top of the list here. And I love Javier Bardem. Like, how can you not love him? He is gruff. He's handsome. He is handsome. <laughs> he is not Desi Arnaz. Yeah, oh, you know, that's, yeah. and that's the, that's the <laughs> difficult saying. part about, like, uh, a biopic here is that, like, Desi Arnaz is light and charming yeah you know and that is that's not the charm of Javier Bardem he didn't even really like go into that yeah because he can he can be charming but I haven't seen this one so I'm relying on you but he didn't you don't feel like he really uh I don't I don't Desi I think Arnaz that there were plenty other movies this year where the best you know and it's not like a lot often like these aren't a knocks on the performance itself yeah. it's that there's so many people that did not make this list yeah um, I kind of felt the same about Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, in Power of the Dog, I liked him. I, I thought that he was good in that role, but yeah. not like, I don't know, best I don't actor. disagree with you on that either. And it's weird because I do like ben, uh, Cumberbatch a lot. Uh, I call him Ben. Sure. Which we're, we're real casual. <laughs> All right. But there's something about him, and I think he did on paper, he did a great job. But for some reason, I was talking to somebody else about this. I just can't get Sherlock out of my head. I can't get those British parts out of my head. Sure. So it's very hard for me to believe that. And I I don't even think it's 100% on him. Yeah, I think yeah. he's just created this other thing that I can't move away from. But yeah. it didn't affect the movie for me at all. Uh, Andrew Garfield was nominated for Tick, Tick, Boom, which I did not see. Um, Will Smith in the role that was meant for an Oscar in King Richard, and then Denzel Washington in The Tragedy of Macbeth. In this, I think, very, I think the weakest category, I think that Denzel Washington is the strongest one. I loved his performance in Macbeth. I think yeah. that it was great. I think it was, like, understated and beautiful. He said the words of Shakespeare, which are sometimes hard to decipher, without, yeah. like, giving it body language. Yeah. You know, you have to like, you have to, you know, sell it. And I think that he, uh, I think that he really sold it. I, I also just would love to see Macbeth win more because I love that movie. Yeah. No, I would agree. I think it's funny because my problem with the best actor award is that it's, they just recycle the same that's 10 exactly actors. And, and I mean, that's exactly like what you, like you look at this list and you think, well, there was, you know, there was better performances by actors, but these are the, you yeah. know, these are the Hollywood. Yeah, these mainstays. are the ones that are going to get it. Um, but and Denzel's honestly, Denzel's a part of that. He's one. He, he's always going to be nominated. Absolutely. But in this case, yeah, it, it, I wouldn't. I would not mind if he won at all. I think he. I think he's the best one this year from this category. You want to take Best Actress? Yeah, happily. Um, this was the one where a lot of times it's like every single movie just got gets nominated for every single category. Yeah. And Best Actress, they really pulled from movies that aren't you know, just nominated a million times over. Yeah. There's some great ones here. I haven't seen all of these, but I've seen a few. Mm. And I mean, 
again, it's just like old old standby. Not even old standby. It's a new old standby. Yeah, is Olivia you, Coleman. Yes, a recent standby. <laughs> she's had so much success lately. She's amazing, and she this is her third nomination. Yeah, let's just run through them. Yeah, there's five nominees for best actress. Yes. Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos, and Kristen Stewart for Spencer. I also, I would love to see Olivia Coleman win it. I yeah. think that she 100% deserves it. The Lost Daughter performance was so much in her head. Yeah. It was just like, it was so played by her just kind of like blankly looking off. Yeah. Which is so hard to do. She does like some unpredictable things. I would love... Once again, to see an Olivia Goldman acceptance speech, yeah. I, I would love to see it go to her. I, Kristen Stewart was in an interesting movie with Spencer. It was a very yeah, interesting movie, yeah. uh, and I liked her a lot in it. I've, yeah. I, was a, I was hesitant to get on the Kristen Stewart train for the longest time, yes. but she's since proved me way wrong. Certain yeah. Women uh, was an amazing film that she was in that she did great. Um, I'm, so I really am impressed with her now. But Olivia Coleman, the complicated nature of her performance, but kind of like all hem, hemmed in on her face, like all takes place on her face, is is too impressive to move past. Jessica Chastain. I, so there's a couple of these I haven't seen, but I've seen. I did like enough of a sizzle reel sure. from it to see bits and pieces. So it's not a fair judgment. Jessica Chastain I thought was fine, but I think it's kind of a weird performance I, did, I didn't see the movie yeah. which i really i really want to i want to i'm gonna see it soon i've seen enough of it to where i feel like the scenes they want you to see for the Oscar, sure, that sure, kind sure. of stuff but again not totally fair because i haven't dug into all these but i i still olivia coleman every day every day yeah. all right the last one of the big ones is best director uh there are five nominees for best director kenneth Brano is oh, up for on. belfast Paul Thomas Anderson is up for Licorice Pizza. Ryuzuki Hamaguchi for Drive My Car. Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. And Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. You want to rank them? Okay. What do you think uh, at the bottom? Belfast. <laughs> yes. Uh, the bottom with a bullet. Bottom of the Belfast. bullet. Uh, one step above that. Um, I'm going to say West Side Story. But Same. this is all close. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say same there though. Okay, then these three. I think these these are the three real contenders. What yeah. what do you think would be at the bottom of your pile there? Licorice Pizza only because the other two I have a stronger connection to. Yeah, I honestly would say Drive My Car at this spot. Yeah, that's what I think. It was for like as far as direction goes. I think the other people did more with their films. Yeah, um, and then I think. Probably Jane Campion with Power of the Dog. I I loved her. I would be happy if she got it. Yeah. And then Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza because I think that, that there were yeah. so many great parallels. There were so many great shots. I can't I distinguish between uh, Power of the Dog and Drive My Car at the top spot for me because they're both really good. You know what is really interesting about this now? I think the key to this is going to be when people voted mm. for these because there was that controversy when Jane Campion uh, made some comment about the um, the Williams sisters, the tennis uh, oh, right. Serena and Venice Williams, uh, Venice Williams. Um, when she gave an award, she said, uh, "You know, you guys, you deserve all." She was she was trying 
to say something nice, but then she was trying to slyly say, but I have to go up against the men all the time, meaning you guys don't have to play against men. Oof. Kind of avoiding the idea that they have uh, some other obstacles she may not have <laughs> herself. So I think what happened, from what from my perspective, it seems like a slip-up that she didn't really mean that. It, she mm. didn't think that through. Uh, she was essentially just trying to drive the point home that she right. has to contend with right. this, this male-directed world. Yeah. She did then come out and apologize. She realized her mess up, but it was kind of too late. Everyone was all over it, understandably. If they voted before that happened, power of the dog, no problem. Afterwards, I could see how they might be like, Ooh, let's avoid this. So that's kind of interesting. But uh, and then also there's the but there's other controversy where uh, Sam Elliott, who's an actor who I love with the deep voice and the mustache. Oh, yeah. You know, he's heavy into a lot of Westerns. Yeah. But he came out and he really shit on <laughs> um, Power of the Dog. Yes, he, he did. called it bullshit. Yes. And when I why read, though? When you read I don't all his comments, seeing why. it was a lot of like, what does she know? What does this person from Australia know about the American West? Oh, he didn't. It, luckily, he it wasn't had nothing to do with the sexuality aspect of it. I right. don't think he was commenting on that. It doesn't seem like that kind of person. But I think he was just being very weirdly like Americans <laughs> do American westerns. I thought the western was a very interesting perspective because. American Westerns aren't going to deal with the stuff that she did. Yeah. Which I think is why you need people to to try those different perspectives. Um, but, and then she came back and was saying, oh, no, you are bullshit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I think that's all very interesting. And I think all that could have an impact on how people voted. Uh, some to like, oh, I'm going to defend her. Some are like, oh, that was what you said. What you said to the Williams sisters was terrible. Right. So I think that'll be interesting to see what the outcome is. But because, uh, like I said, it's a very political scene. Yeah. Well, anything but Belfast. It's, it's not not good. It's three different movies that were shuffled together. One is a music video for, for Van Morrison yes. and the travel board of Ireland. And then the other one is like an is like Macbeth. They're trying to be Macbeth. And mm. the other one's just like a memoir of a childhood that is weirdly super dark uh, at the beginning and end and then not at all in the middle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I have no opinions other than that. All right. That's the Oscars. We are going to be talking about them and posting about it on Instagram. Yeah. So follow along with us. We are Cinebuds Podcast on Instagram. At Cinebuds Podcast. Follow it. That's right. Okay, Christopher, are you ready for our favorite segment? I am. I'm always ready. What else have you been watching, uh, Christopher Baller? Technically not ready because I haven't pulled it up yet. Uh, I saw a movie that was great. What was it? The movie's called The Outfit. Oh. And it stars uh, Mark Rylance, who used to live in Milwaukee. I mean, used to live in Wisconsin. Okay. I forget where. Uh, but yeah, he is an amazing actor who's in BFG. Play, he played the titular BFG. BFG. The fig. Uh, and he was also in uh, Bridge of Spies. But he's an amazing actor that I was just made aware of in the last like six years or something. Uh, but it is a, it's like post Capone era Chicago. Mm. He plays a, t- not a tailor, but a cutter. He makes that distinction. He makes these beautiful suits. And uh, the mob has like a little area in his shop where they communicate with each other. And he unfortunately gets swept up in a, a big to-do that happens. It's one of those movies that takes place in all in one spot, on one shot in his shop. The whole movie's there, which I love. It could be a play. Yeah. May have been a play. I need to look that up. 
Um, but his performance is so quiet, and I love those subtle ones, uh, and it builds. It's so good, and it's a proper mystery. You know, twists and turns and who did what. It is masterful. It's really, it was, and it was, the reason I like it even more is because I had, I didn't think I was going to. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like, eh, it's going to be like a normal movie, but I like Mark Rylance. It was, I immediately put it on my top list for the year. I absolutely loved it. So, yeah, that's a, a, a really, really good one. Also. What was it called? It was called The Outfit. The Outfit. I build my life around not having to wear a tie. Right. Or a suit. Right, right, right. Watching this movie, I was like, I need a suit. I need a vest. I need a pocket watch. I need a big coat that goes over need all that. The digs. Beautiful movie. Highly recommend. Um, I had mentioned a bit in the animated film uh, portion that I rewatched the movie Onward. Yeah. Which is a, uh, a Disney movie that came out a couple of years ago, and it's about two brothers... Uh, and it takes place in a world that used to be full of magic. Are they trolls? What are they? They're elves. They're elves, okay. And it used to be full of magic, but because of modern convenience, like, phones are just a little easier. It's easier to drive a car than it is to run if you're a centaur. Oh, And so it's like by the, like, slightly more convenient nature (laughs) of things, magic has gone away because it's a little more difficult. And um, their dad passed away but, like, left them with a spell and uh, appears in half form, then they have to go on a quest for a stone. And it's I like remember a, now. I yeah, think, yeah. It's like an actual quest, and it's about two brothers and their relationship and their relationship with their father. And the first time I watched it, I was like, okay, like it is literally a quest. Yeah. You know, um, could have been, could have tried a little harder there. And there's no, like, there's no real uh, villain. Yeah. And the whole thing is like kind of this drama between the two brothers. And I think I was just like when I watched it, and now that's like kind of the standard for Disney movies. Yeah, is like big villains. No, I was gonna say that's no refreshing though. Yeah, even though like I love a great villain. I think that's yeah. why I like. I think that's why I didn't love it at first because like Scar, like how like yeah, uh, what a great. And there's been so many great villains. Sometimes I just want a villain. And, um, but since that's been kind of the, the way that Disney has been going, I mean, instead of having a villain that you like love to hate, uh, instead to be like cracking into the emotional drama of what it means <laughs> to be a brother and have me crying for 45 minutes, yeah. I, 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 I loved it and absolutely loved oh, rewatching good. it. Again. I should check that out. There's so, there's a lot of these that I've missed cause I get cynical about Disney and Pixar and all them. Though I do love a lot of those movies. Mm. Um, but yeah, a lot of them I've just kind of passed by, and I feel like there's a lot that I would dig if I if I went back and picked yeah. them up. All right. Um, uh, well, follow along with us for the Oscars. We're going to be talking about it on Instagram. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Cinebuds Podcast. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> All right, Cinebuds has been edited by DJ Kenny Perez. Our theme song is from Milwaukee musician and author Brad Newski. That is pronounced the Newski. We get support from Associated Bank. Ooh. And also, thank you to our members from 89 Radio Milwaukee and Milwaukee Film. You're the best. And uh, thank you to one more person. 
the nominee for best podcast host, okay. the one and only Christopher Pollard. What? Thank uh, you. Don't play the music <laughs> yet. <laughs> I have I have more time. <laughs> I would like to thank God. I would like to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, 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 so, right, many people, right. so many Thank people. Thank you. So many bye. People.